Okay, good morning. We are doing the candles of Hadar. She is sponsored before Shem to Ben Sion Rubin, Ben Shemdil, and Orit Bad Rachel Esther. So we are Reish Sadi Chet. Aleph. Mevarech Alenerber, Bore Mirei Haish, Im Yeshlo. If you have a fire, or a candle basically, with a flame, then you say the bracha of Bore Mirei Haish. And why is it plural? Because there are many different um, shades of fire. Blue, red, orange, yellow, white. Okay? And, okay, so we know what's the reason because it was on Motzei Shabbos that God had Adam discover how to make fire. Right? It was sticks and stones, you rub them together, and there you go. So I saw a dafka on Motzei Shabbos and only Motzei Shabbos. One Saturday night passes, we no longer say Baramir Haish, you lose it until the next week. Okay. But you don't have to make yourself crazy for it. You don't have it, you don't have it, no big deal. It's not uh, it's not a chiyuv, it's just a it's a plus to say it and it's uh, to say it with Havdalah, ideally. Okay, we'll see. It could be said any time at night, even not during Havdalah. Lachadkhila we say it during Havdalah. But it could be said any time, before or after. Okay. Uh, let's keep reading. That's only Motzei Shabbos. If it's Motzei Yom Kippur, some say, no, it's really important. Uh, and you should put an effort to, to say the bracha. Not just if it's convenient. Okay. All right. And the difference, the difference for Yom Kippur, the reason why we say if Yom Kippur is we want to make a, a strong hacker to show that on Yom Kippur, even though it's a Yom Tov, and Ochel Nefesh is not allowed. Every other holiday, uh, Yom Tov, you're allowed to use fire and to cook with it. And uh, obviously it's not from scratch, uh, at least in the Rabbanon, but uh, you're allowed to use fire. On Yom Kippur, you can't use it at all. Haga. Yesh, so therefore you want to use, and that's why you want it to be a fire that was, for Yom Kippur it's important, that it was there throughout all of Yom Kippur, and it's uh, to show that while it was on Yom Kippur, you didn't use it for Ochal Nefesh. And so typically you use a fire that was there from Erev Yom Kippur. Uh, we'll see, when it comes to Shabbos, you're allowed to use on Shabbos a candle that was lit already from Friday, that's not a problem. It doesn't have to be a brand new, a brand new flame on Motzei Shabbos. But that's the only time to say the bracha is on Motzei Shabbos. Haga. If you don't have a cup of wine to say Havdalah, so we learned you don't say Havdalah. If you don't have a cup of wine, you just wait. You say Baruch HaMavdil, those words, you say it in Shemona Esrei, but you don't say the bracha, uh, the full bracha of Hamavdil, Baruch HaTashem, Hamavdil, with Hashem's name, Hamavdil, Hamavdil, Okay, so in a case when you don't have, when you can't say Havdalah, Kishiro'eh Eish Mevarech Alav. Besamim. So as we just mentioned, the Besamim and the Eish are not completely kashur intertwined or dependent on Havdalah. You can say it. Right now you don't know what, when you're going to get a cup of wine. Maybe in a few hours, it may be the next day. You don't know if you're going to get it. So then you can go ahead and say Eish or Besamim right now. Uh, Whereas the gruel, if you, if you know you're going to get one in a few hours, so then maybe it's probably better to wait. You can do whatever you want. It's probably better to wait until Abdullah, but uh, you don't have to. Okay.
Okay, but mitzvah minam mubchal levarech ala avuka. Ideally, one is supposed to say the bracha of havdala, the fire that we use. It shall be. It should be called an avuka. Right? I think it's commonly translated as a torch. Halachically, it means more than one wick or more than one source. And the Pashtut, it means, many poskim say, by definition, the flames have to be touching. This is not 100% um, clear uh, or questionable if it's necessary, but many say that it, uh, that, that it is necessary for the two flames to be touching. The wicks don't have to be touching, the candles don't have to be touching, but the flames have to be touching. Okay. And so really, you're allowed to use a single candle, like a single Hanukkah candle, a single Shabbos candle. It's got one wick, and there's there's no two flames. According to Halacha, it's 100% mutter to say Abdullah on such a candle. It's only a mitzvah and a muvchar to use an avuka. Now, so if you're in a case where you don't have a double candle, you're not holding two candles together, so then what do you do? You you just say it on one. And so some have the chumrah that you should, the candle that you're using for Havdalah should not be the same candle that you have um, already lit for you to, to get light with and that you're using all evening for your house. Obviously in those days they used candles, so that was a common occurrence. Now it's a different ballgame. Okay. So, you should light a separate candle. That's what's on, right? Um, and we're going to see. The main thing is the candle has to be supplying light. So, and it lit for that reason. But it was. It was to light, light up the whole house. So technically it's okay. Certainly, but the question is, should you light another one for a cover of Havdalah? Okay, so we know that one candle is okay. Mikar Adin, 100% okay. You can use a single match. You can use a single lighter. Um, okay. Haga. Venir shiyesh lo pitilot mikre avuka. And once it has two wicks, that's okay. So the Mishnah of Rura points out, he explains, if you have two wicks in a bowl of oil, that's fine. And some also point out lechatchila we use, uh, based on Maginavam quotes there, that basically lechatchila should be wax. Okay. Um, if you have two wicks that are in one bowl of wax and the two wicks come out together, so the Mishnabura calls that one wick for all intents and purposes. It's not called an avuka. In order for it to be avuka, obviously it's two wicks. But the point is to be a din of avuka, you want to have a, a bigger light. It's, it's, that was the mitzvah minamuvchar. It should be uh, a greater ke'il a bonfire. Like that would be even... A, like, in other words, more honorable. So therefore... It has to be the fire for it to be bigger. Has to be a little bit more spread apart. That's the that's the way the halacha was designed, keeping it simple. It uh, means at least two wicks that are separate when you have the flames touching. So if you have a candle, he points out out of wax, but at least there's a drop of wax in between the two wicks. That's good enough. Or two wicks that are not touching in a bowl of oil, or like we said, wax. That's fine. Uh, what's most common? It, nowadays, when you buy a Havdalah candle, it's made out of completely two, um, I don't know, strands of wax, however you call it, two, uh, two separate candles that are uh, intertwined. Um, so that's for sure not a problem, because all the, the wax, the wicks are all completely separate. What you do have is, a, is an issue, 
um, according to, to some or many, is it's if you have these Havdalah candles, and sometimes, especially if they get a little older, uh, sometimes you have two um, two wicks that are coming out that are stay on fire, or sometimes the middle ones don't work anymore, and then you have the two flames are not touching each other. So you're holding up two flames, but they're not touching each other. So that's uh, we'll leave it as a tzarachi, and if that's if that's okay, yeah, it's discussed. Okay, I think that covers. Okay, so let's go on. We're in Gimel, right? Gimel. No hagim listakel bechapot hayadaim uvat sipornayim. So there's a custom to when you say avdala to look at your fingers and your your nails. Okay, so we mentioned the reason uh, a couple of reasons yesterday. We're going to see another one. Um, real bepashtut. Uh, the idea is. And we're going to see, you'll understand when we read Dalid, that you need to be benefiting from the light. Or at least able to be benefiting from the light. Really, you just have to be able to benefit from the light. You don't have have to be benefiting. Uh, it's not like a bracha on eating food. But uh, you need to be that close. And when you're looking at your fingers and nails, you're demonstrating that you can, uh, and, and, uh, and confirming that you're able to get benefits. So that's good. So let's keep reading. Haga. Ideally, look at the nails of your right hand. Because you're, and then, because you always like to do with your right hand, which the ikr part of the center, center part of the mitzvah that you're doing right now. So right now you're concentrating on Buramiyara Eish. So therefore, you should uh, be using your right hand to look at the fire. Right? You look at the nails of the right hand. But then you, but. You don't want to put down the cup of wine completely because it's still part of Havdalah, so you keep it up in your left hand. Obviously, if you run out of hands, it's another story. And B'diyavid, you don't have to be holding it, but here we go. And ideally, the Ramah says, how do you do it? You fold over your fingers so that what, so that you're looking at into your palm of your hand. Sha'az, what are you looking at? You're looking at your nails. You're looking on the outside of at the back side of your fingers. The point is, uh, you could be looking at the part of your palm of your hand, that's fine. Um, some like to look at the, the lines, okay. Um, but the point is, that he's talking about, is the Ramah says, you don't want to be looking at the underneath, the inside of your fingertips, where you have all your uh, the fingerprints. You don't want to be looking at the fingertips from the inside. You only want to be looking at the fingertips from the outside. And he gets this from the Zohar. He doesn't explain. I don't think the Mishnabur or others, uh, some explain. But anyways, um, the Kitzer, just as a, for whatever understanding I have, uh, if you look at the Zohar, it explains, or some of the Mepharshim explain, because the fire resembles... Uh, we're getting through this fire of Eish. And when we say the bracha, we are help channeling kokos of Kedusha, of He'ara, of Shabbos, into the week. And the week is, it's the weekday, or Malchus, and the fire is Eish Malchus, and the fire is, whatever, whatever um, the, uh, the kokos that we're bringing from the fire, it's, it's higher and it goes lower down to the level of the week. We're trying to bring the Kedusha of Shabbos into the week. And the backhand and the nails, the klipa, represents um, 
lower levels of Kedusha, of Kochos in the world, and the inside of the finger, the, the inner side represents Atzilus, or higher levels, or Chesed, or higher levels of Kedusha, and it's not really befitting the light of Kedusha that we get from the candle, or from Havdalah, or the, the, the Kedusha of Shabbos that we're getting, that's coming into the week, it's an, basically it's on an in-between, in-between level, between what represents the inside of the fingers and the backhand of the fingers. Okay. So, uh, anyway, Yishai Yonot Bifnim. Dalit. So the halacha says, when do you say the bracha of looking at the uh, the candle? You have to look at the candle. You have to see the flame. Well, here it's saying you have to get benefits. You have to be, when you see the light, you have to be in a position where you can get benefit. Love doctor, you mamish get benefit. Um, uh, okay, perhaps you need to. I don't think so. Okay, so look. We'll, the point is you need to at least be close enough. Dahainu, what does that mean? Achia otula oro. Dahainu, You have to be close by. Close enough. Bichdesh yucha lahakir bein madbea medina zola madbea medina acheret. You have to be close enough that if you put up two different coins, maybe a, uh, two different coins, I don't know if that's from two different medinas, but the idea is you have to be close enough that you could get benefit, that if you were to hold up two coins, you can see the difference. Maybe heads and tails um, of a quarter we're familiar with. But anyways, that's the idea that you have to be close enough. You need to see the... We're going to see. There's two requirements. You need to be close enough to get the benefit, and you need to um, actually see the flame. Those are the two things you need, and then you're going to say the bracha. If you're far away, and you can see a flame going, you know that there is a flame. You can't say the bracha. Or if you hear someone saying it, you're not Yotze. You have to later on light a fl- your fire yourself and do it again. If you can see the flame from a distance, but you're too far to get any benefit, then it also doesn't count. You're not Yotze. You, you should go ahead and repeat it. Okay. Hey. So the candle that we use Friday night has to be, sorry, Motzei Shabbos, the candle from Motzei Shabbos for Abdallah has to be from a fire that was not used Be'iser on Shabbos. It has to be that it was lit before Shabbos or was lit after Shabbos, there was no Avera done with it, or it could be that it was lit during Shabbos if it was mutter to light during Shabbos. Either um, you had a goy do it for you for if it's not pikoach nefesh or a Jew lit it because it is pikoach nefesh, uh, like for a chay or a chole. Correct? Okay. Then it's okay. Exactly. Because it, was only, it could be lit on Shabbos if it was done beheter. That's right. But if it was done beheter, that's the problem. Since it wasn't done for an Avera, you're allowed to say a bracha But even if a goy, goy is not chayav in Shabbos. This is a little strange, but this is the halacha. Even if, or counterintuitive, I don't know if I'd say strange. Even if a goy lights a candle on Shabbos, then you can't use it. Unless he did it for its Sarachola. Because if a Jew would have lit in it, in other words, it's not a light, because we want a candle that was used 
that was that's not in the form of an avera. Again, it wasn't mamish and avera done with this flame, but it has the status of it's not a it's not a fire that was heter for Shabbos. Right? That's kapara from Chazal. al and we don't use a flame of avodazara. Okay. Just to point out now. In general, again, it really depends. Right, so in general, it's just as a general rule. Um, we assume if you see a candle right after Shabbos by a non-Jew, that it was lit by the non-Jew on Shabbos. So a stum candle, Motzei Shabbos, we, and again, it depends on the scenario, but it's, generally speaking, if it's a candle, Motzei Shabbos, you as, uh, we assume he lit it on Shabbos, and therefore you cannot use it. Um, you know, depends. Obviously, if the if it's, if it's a restaurant and they only open up at night, then you can assume otherwise. But really, anyways, whatever. So then, even if a Jew, we mentioned, even if the goy did it for himself, we still have this akpara not to use it. Okay. So the Mishnah Bura points out when we say it's a candle of a vodazara, if the the source. The uh, nutrients, the, uh, the the wax, the the, the oil is of as aser of avodazara. Then the shalhevet that comes from it, it's continuation of it, and then we say you're not allowed to get uh, benefit from it. Um, but that's but that's primarily um, it's not exactly necessarily miikar adin unless it's really only miikar adin if it was lit for avodazara. Then you're not allowed to. And that's only while it's still attached. But if you take a, if you take a, a Jew goes to that fire and takes another flame from that shalhevet, then that's okay. And the shalhevet itself, we say ain't mamish. It's not, uh, okay, anyway, not so common. Anyway, Primagadam points out, just better to stay away from it. Okay, let's go to Vav. So a non-Jew, he lights it on Motzei Shabbos from a Yisrael. No problem. Because, uh, you, assuming you're watching it and it's not done in a party of a Goyim and he didn't do a L'Shem Levadazara, it's not a problem. Uh, if, a, right, if a Jew lights it on Motzei Shabbos and, and then the Goy takes it from him or vice versa, or Yisrael me'oved kochavim, that's also not a problem. No, no problem. If a goy lights it on Motzei Shabbos himself, so it happens to be a little bit machloket, okay? This is no machloket. If a non-Jew lights it on Motzei Shabbos, and then he, and then he lights, and then another non-Jew takes it from him and extends it to another uh, candle, then we don't. Really, there wouldn't be no problem. The issue is, it's based on do you make a gzera? Do you make a gzera? Here you would say a gzera. The question, if it's a, the first, if a non-Jew lights it himself on his, that's a machloket if you make a gzera or not. Here it's because it's a goy to a goy, you're going to make a gzera that you might come to use it from a goy who lights it on Shabbos itself. Just to avoid having it written on Shabbos itself. So, in this case, since it's a gzera, a gzera, again, not a very common scenario, but then bedyevid, it would be, uh, your, your bracha would work, you'd be Yodzei B'diyavid. Uh, at least that's uh, one of the main opinions brought down. Okay, I think we'll go on. 
ובמוצאי יום הכיפורים הם מברכים על נר שילה כסרוב מרכוכבים A Jew who lights it from a non-Jew on Motzei Yom Kippur, right, we assume was not there from before Shabbos and therefore you can't use it. Alright, um, we have to, for Yom Kippur, Motzei Yom Kippur, you want to make sure it was there all Shabbos, uh, all Yom Kippur, near Shabbos. So, therefore you can't light it from uh, from uh, somebody else on Motzei Shabbos. Unless, uh, unless you know it's from a Jew and you can rely on him that it was there all, all, all Yom Kippur. Okay. Zayin. Hayoholech chutzakach vera'ur. So scenario is walking Motzei Shabbos. You didn't hear Avdalah yet, and you're walking in the I don't know the forest, and you're coming close to this to a city. You're traveling. You don't have and yeah you don't you didn't bring the stuff you need for Avdalah, but you just want to say Ha'esh, Beremir Ha'esh. So if you see light fire from a city, what's the halacha? Im ruban goyim. If it's mostly non-Jews, Eim mevarchin alav. You don't say it. You can't say the bracha on Reish. Eim, because we assume maybe it was lit on Shabbos. Eim ruban Yisrael. But if most of them are Jewish, or afilu mechza al mechza, or half the inhabitants are Jewish and half are non-Jewish, um, so then mevarchin alav. And obviously, I think we're assuming from because that's otherwise and some and non-people. Unfortunately, some of them they light candles on Shabbos. So we're, t- we're talking about from, so if half and even half and half, it's good enough, mevarchin alav. So uh, some explain why, why, why even half half? Because, as I said, maybe it's mostly Yisrael, and even if you're going to tell me it's mostly non, uh, non-Jewish, but may- maybe the Goy lit it on Motzei Shabbos. We don't know that a Goy lit it on Shabbos, we're just assuming to be on the safe side, or, or Chazaka maybe, but, it's not, um, so therefore, when you have a filo mechza al mechza, you can. Okay. Chet. If you have a fire that comes out of sticks and stones, you could say a bracha on it. But if, but if you make a fresh fire on motze yom kippur, we said already, you don't say a bracha. Let's say you have shiny coals, uh, burning coals, so they are giving off some light, but you don't necessarily have a real flame over here, since if it's a situation where they're burning hot, and if you were to put a little piece of wood in between them, it would just go up in flames. That's good enough um, because you're seeing the, the, the coals and they're hot and it's good enough. And that's assuming that these purpose of the coals are not to warm the house, but to light up the room. Because it has to be, I think we mentioned, the purpose of the fire that we're using has to be for light. Not for covered, we're about to talk about that quite a bit, and not for the sake of warming up. It has to be for light. Okay, so let's see this inside it. Yud. Ur shal kivshan betchilat sarifat halavinim ein mevarchin alav she'az eno asir lehair. If it's a fire, you, I don't know, you're inaugurating your new furnace. And the purpose of the fire is to, uh, it's, it could be for cooking. It could be for not, for uh, completing the, the process of making your furnace. So then it's not done to light up the house. You do not say, uh, on such, on such a fire. 
but afterwards, after you already used it, as a and once you already used it, so then if the fire is also to, it could be a, it could be a dual purpose, but if it's also to light up your house, right? Again, those didn't, uh, only until recently we have uh, light bulbs in our house, so it's a different world. So they used to use that to light up their house as well. Yud Aleph, near Beit Knesset. Now what about the candles in a shul? So again, the basic yesod, again, it's fairly simple. If the candles in the shul or any candles you have are to light up, to give you light to read from, then you say the bracha. Even if it's not solely for the purpose of havdal. But if it's to give honor to the shul, to kavod, to the shechina, then you don't. So that's, that's really what the question is. And again, in our days, generally speaking, any candle that you light, it's kimat always only the covered of the Beit Knesset because we have light bulbs. No one lights a candle or a little candle by the near tummy to get light in the room. In general, every case can be done by its own. And you can also, Mishnah Burr and others point out, you can just, if you have a candle that was done for covered, you can just extinguish it and then relight it for a second. And when you relight it, right now you're having in mind it's for Havdalah. That's fine too. Doesn't matter that the bowl is generally for covered. You can uh, you can uh, relight it for the purpose of also doing abdallah. So I'll just read that inside. Ne'er shall beit knesset imei sham adam chashuv mevarchin alav. If there's an important person in the shul, so we in that case we assume it wasn't just lit for the covered of the shul. It was lit for this important person because he's always coming to learn. We want to make sure he always has light on to learn from, or whatever he's doing there. The uh, im love, and if not, im levarchin alav, because then we assume it's then we assume it's only for kavod, and you can't say the bracha of avdalav of esh. The esh omrim behefech, and some say no, it's an exact opposite explanation in the Gemara, but really it's it really just depends on each case by itself. So the im yesh shamat shorech l'sham levarchin alav. For example, let's say there's a shamash, that's where he eats. I don't know, where he counts the money for the show. Whatever he's doing, he's always using, he always uses that same light, not only for covered for the show, but for himself. So then that's okay. You say the bracha, because it's also used for light. And not when you have a bright light, though, coming from a, a bright moon, because, again, in those days, if there was a bright moon shining through the window, they wouldn't waste the candle, and they wouldn't use it, and he didn't use it at all. He got more light from the moon. Whatever. So, um, anyways, depends on really depends on the situation. You'd bet. We don't say bracha on a candle that's specifically for meitim. Let's say you're carrying the body. If there's a custom to have a candle, also a nair for yurtzeit. We don't. If you have a nair that's only for your lit for yurtzeit, you also don't use that for havdala unless you have a mind that's for both. That's another story. Um, to also be meir, but anyways, generally speaking, we wouldn't use it. But if it's a candle for meitim, it's 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 just meant to give off light. It's not meant to give off light. So we're talking about a light that you would have lit anyway if it's day or night, even if you brought him out. You did the levaya during the day. In this case, it came out at night, but you're not doing it to see, you're doing it for the kavod. So you don't say bracha on it. Okay, we'll finish tomorrow.